I've heard it said you steer where you stare. We are bombarded daily with voices vying for our attention. And if we fill our days and minds with Netflix and social media feeds, we can get off track pretty quick. That's why I developed a 30-day music challenge. Listen to Christian music exclusively for 30 days. The challenge is free, and I'll be right there with you every step of the way. Head over to michellenizette.com forward slash 30-day challenge to sign up. Change your music, change your life. You're listening to More Than a Song, episode 123. Hello, and welcome to this episode of More Than a Song. My name is Michelle Nizat, and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you discover the truth of Scripture hidden in today's popular Christian music. My goal is to teach you to connect portions of God's Word with the songs you're singing along with on the radio to help you meditate on truths that will transform your way of thinking and ultimately your life. Last week I talked about drinking water from deep wells I have not dug. And this comes from a reference in Deuteronomy chapter 6. I describe this as learning from and being refreshed by the revelation that God has given to others. So whether I hear a sermon or read an article or listen to a podcast or read a book, whenever I do those things and gain new and wonderful knowledge that changes the way I either read a section of scripture or apply it to my life, then I have benefited from water from a cistern I have not dug. And this week, I'm taking two resources available to all of us to guide us to scripture, and I can't wait to share with you the refreshment that I have received from others. I love passing it on to you. So this week, I chose Matt Marr's song, Abide With Me, to guide my reading to John chapter 15, where Jesus has a significant conversation with his disciples about abiding. Simultaneously, I picked up a small book by Bruce Wilkinson entitled Secrets of the Vine, and my mentor just happened to give it to me a few weeks ago, and while I had read it years ago, it was the perfect time to reread it in conjunction with meditating on this scripture and this song, and now to share it with you. So let's listen to the chorus of the song and let it lead us to scripture, shall we? Abide with me. Abide with me Don't let me fall And don't let go Walk with me And never leave Ever close God abide with me Matt's lyrics are obviously sung from us to God, okay, the way that he sings the song. It's um, it's a prayer, a song of prayer to God. And while I love that, I love to sing it as a song prayer. I love that it is a song prayer. It's really not where we should start. Where we should always start is with God's word, of course. And so in John chapter 15, Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches, whoever abides with me and I in him, he It is that bears much fruit, for apart from me, you can do nothing. 
So you see, our scripture speaks of both us abiding in Christ as well as Christ abiding in us. And so this means our song is still very scripturally sound, but in this conversation, Jesus is much more focused on uh, us abiding in him. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. So I am familiar uh, with the conversation that Jesus had with his disciples in a vineyard. But if you've never heard the exchange, if you've never read chapter 15 of John yet, or you just can't remember where to find the conversation, I have a very sophisticated way to guide us to the right area of scripture. Google it. And so you just type in the words, abide with me, scripture, and press go, and you'll see several references pop right up. Now, I'm sure that my results are now customized for my practices. Google does that. You know, it's convenient and freaky all at the same time. When you go to a a reference over and over again, it's going to pop up earlier in your reference. And so most often I use Bible Gateway or Bible Hub as my online Bible resource tools. And so those are the ones that are at the top of my search results. So you can even increase the chances of those resources popping up first for you as well by putting in Abide With Me Scripture Bible Hub. Okay, so when you do that, you will see John chapter 15 pop up first. And so it's as simple as grabbing your Bible and starting to read in John chapter 15. Now, I'm not legalistic about this. If you want to read it on your computer, then just click on the link. However, just remember that the link will probably send you to a single verse. And what you want to do is read and always, always, always read in context. So Uh, tell the computer to show you the whole chapter and read the whole chapter. So if you have a Bible or you're looking at a resource that shows you this, you might see red letters in this discussion. This indicates that Jesus is speaking. So if you flip back to the end of chapter 14, you'll see that Jesus says, rise, let us go from here. So there's obviously a shift in the conversation. They were, um, sitting down and having a conversation, and then he continues teaching them and having a conversation, but they get up and they leave where where, where they are. And so then chapter 15 puts us in a discussion about grapevines. Now, Jesus uses metaphors and parables in all of his teachings. So I think that wherever they were going, they passed an actual vineyard on the way to have this discussion. I don't think he was saying, now picture in your mind a vineyard. I think he was standing next to a vineyard and holding the leaves and the vines and and having this discussion. But understanding where they came from and where they were going is also going to bring significance to this discussion as well. And I'm going to do this part for you today, but I don't want you to miss the principles and the habits that I'm trying to teach you. It's as simple as glancing back and looking at headings and glancing forward and uh, looking at headings to get your bearings. However, if you've never read the book of John before, no worries. This song has guided us to John chapter 15. And John chapter 15 is in the book of John. So start with reading all of John and then come back to this specific discussion. It might take some time. I get that. It's kind of a long, a long epistle, but you'll be doing this for the rest of your journey with Jesus. You see, the Bible is not a book that you read once and then move on. So it's living and active and provides everything that you need for a thriving relationship with God, which of course 
is the goal. So if we look back in John chapter, go as far back as John chapter 12, we see that Jesus predicted his death and God actually spoke in an audible voice. In John chapter 13, Jesus washes the feet of his disciples and has a Passover supper with them. It is also now known as the Last Supper because it was the Last Supper that he had with them before he died on the cross. But uh, of course, they didn't know that at the time. In John chapter 14, Jesus continues to teach his disciples and to try to prepare them for, for what's coming and give them tools that they will need for the remainder of their journey with him, without him. Okay, so uh, he promises the Holy Spirit so they will always have his presence with them, but he physically isn't going to be with them anymore. And so then, as I mentioned, they get up and they leave that place. And in John 15, Jesus continues his preparation and instruction to his disciples. And then if you continue after John 15, which is where we're going to be sitting today, John 16 starts out by saying, I've told you these things so that you won't abandon your faith. You notice as you read that the disciples still don't get what's about to happen. And so in John 17, Jesus prays over his disciples out loud for their benefit. It's a beautiful prayer. I I love um I love that prayer. And then John 18, Jesus is betrayed and arrested. So you see the significance of our John chapter 15 conversation about abiding. It's sandwiched in the kind of the middle of the beginning of the end of Jesus's earthly life, a a sort of deathbed instruction, which really makes it all the more meaningful for me, coupled with the fact that Jesus uses the word abide 10 times in 10 verses. All of this tells me, hey, Michelle, pay attention. So allow me to read John chapter 15 verses 1 through 11 to you, and then I can't wait to share with you a few snippets from Dr. Wilkinson's book. So he starts off John chapter 15, and again, just picture Jesus and his disciples walking along. Um, They've already had the foot washing ceremony. They've already had the Last Supper. They're walking alongside a vineyard. Jesus stops and kind of You know, I I can picture him just touching the branches and saying, I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away and every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the world, the word that I have spoken to you abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers and the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. By this, my father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. As the father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. 
So uh, let's, I, I've been reading it. I know that we won't be able to get to all of the elements of this scripture. So it's going to be a great place to sit all week. But let's first talk about who is who in this metaphor. So Jesus is the vine and the vine is the source of life. Okay. We are the branches. Branches bear the fruit, but are sustained by the source. You can't have a branch that bears fruit that's not connected to the vine. And then Father God is our vine dresser. He tends to the branches to ensure that the most fruit possible comes from those branches. And then also when Jesus talks about bearing fruit, I agree with Dr. Wilkinson when he says this, in practical terms, fruit represents good works, a thought, attitude, or action of ours that God values because it glorifies him. You bear inner fruit when you allow God to nurture you in a new Christ-like quality, like the fruit of the Spirit, as found in Galatians 5.22, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And you bear outward fruit when you allow God to work through you to bring him glory. So Jesus is the vine, we are the branches, and the Father is our vine dresser. And the goal is to produce loads and loads of fruit. Think giant grape clusters that have to be held on a pole between two people, like what the spies brought back from their expedition to the promised land, okay? So then Jesus goes on to describe not just different types of branches, but different phases of branches. In other words, all of us could be described as one of these branches at some point in our walk with Christ. So it's not like, oh, I've overcome that phase. Now I'm in this next, you know, it's not steps. It's it's just um, different seasons. Okay. So branches that bear no fruit, branches that bear fruit, branches that bear more fruit, and branches that bear much fruit. So the first big aha that will forever, ever change the way I read this section of scripture is something that you can verify because I did by doing a word study. But Dr. Wilkinson uh, Wilkinson pointed out in his book that when Jesus says every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. The Greek word translated takes away is aero, which is the short definition for this word is to raise or to lift up. Up. So this idea coincides with an experience that Dr. Wilkinson describes in his book. And he he met with a gentleman who tended grapevines and told him this. So uh, if you go to page 35 or four, if you have the original little book, but new branches have a natural tendency to trail down and grow along the ground, but they don't bear fruit down there. When branches grow along the ground, the leaves get coated in dust When it rains, they get muddy and mildewed. The branches become sick and useless. So when Dr. Wilkinson asked this gentleman if they just cut that branch off at that point, he replied, oh no, the branch is much too valuable for that. We go through the vineyard with a bucket of water looking for those branches. We lift them up, i.e. row, and wash them off. And then we wrap them around the trellis or tie them up. Pretty soon, they're thriving. Don't you see this is so beautiful? Every branch that does not bear fruit, he lifts up. He doesn't throw it away or abandon them. He lifts them up, he cleans them off, and he helps them flourish again. The Father nurtures the vine. Now, my mentor 
teaches of this nurture principle, which includes three parts that are repeated over and over until we are fully trained. The principle is that you educate, which is that you speak words of instruction, and then you train by walking alongside and showing the skill or the principle that you're trying to teach. And then you correct, you you hold accountable, generally through discipline and consequences until um, that, until you, the until you receive the skill or the, the principle that you're trying to teach. So God does the same thing with us. You know, we may be lying in the dirt, but he won't leave us there. He will correct us through discipline, but it is so that we will be trained so that we can thrive. And we're going to we're gonna get to abiding a bit more in a moment, but you can't miss how God chooses to train us. You know, in John, if you, we read it, John 15, 10, Jesus said, if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. Jesus has given us commandments. He's given us words to live by. And so that's that tr- that educate um, part of the nurture principle. And he has lived and died as an example as well. That's that training. He showed us how to be in a loving and mature and intimate relationship with his father. And the father will correct us and discipline us to make sure that we are trained for that type of experience because he knows that he, he knows that after the training comes, then the fruit comes. And the book, The Secrets of the Vine, does a much more thorough job of discussing God's discipline from a biblical perspective. But I want to leave you with this thought to ponder. Your natural tendency is to go grow down into the dirt. But the vine dresser lifts you out of the dirt and will do what is necessary to train you to grow along the trellis where you can then bear much fruit. So if you're not bearing any fruit right now in your life, perhaps you need to yield to the vine dresser to uncover the sin that may be keeping you in the dirt. All right, so the first branch isn't bearing fruit, but the vine dresser lifts it up. The second branch, or the, the second type of branch or season of a branch that Jesus says is, is bearing fruit, but it will be pruned so that it may bear even more fruit. So we have to get real here. Pruning is cutting, and cutting hurts. But the difference between pruning and discipline is that discipline is about sin and pruning is about self. I had to read that statement twice too, so I'm going to say it again. I had to double underline it, but discipline is about sin. Pruning is about self. In pruning, God asks you to let go of things that keep you from his kingdom purposes and your ultimate good. I have gone through seasons where God pruned away people and activities that were good But he wanted me to bear even more fruit and he knew that I could not maintain the relationships and activities and then add in what he wanted for me next and bear much fruit. I've had to step off of stages and yield to authority and reduce commitments. And much of that was shaping me so that I could bear more fruit. The thing about discipline and pruning is that they're both painful. And so sometimes we can confuse the two. Dr. Wilkinson does a great job of differentiating between the two in his book. If you are in a season of pain and you are struggling to determine which is which, I really encourage you to read the book. So we've talked about no fruit, fruit, more fruit. And now this leads to abiding where we bear much fruit. But if you think about it, the lifting up, the pruning, these are the things that God does to us, right? But abiding is what God is asking of us. We yield to the lifting up and the pruning, but we must be active in the abiding. And Jesus gave this as a directive, a command. He said, abide with me, you know, and he repeated it 10 times, the word 10 times, because it's not going to come naturally. 
Abiding by definition means to remain, to stay closely connected and to settle in for the long term. And if you remember, Jesus is asking us to abide in his love. This is not following a set of rules. This is a relationship. Dr. Wilkinson says that in abiding, God's purpose is not that you will do more for him, but that you will choose to be more with him. And here's where I will introduce our Bible Interaction Tool exercises for the week. I I try to give you these bites, B-I-T-E, Bible Interaction Tool exercises to help you develop new habits as you approach God's Word. Dr. Wilkinson talks about a time in his life when he was bearing more fruit than ever in his life, but he was not abiding. He gives three great solutions that will actually be our bites this week. And he's these three things. He he discusses getting up earlier to read God's word, writing in a daily spiritual journal. I've talked about all these things and learning to pray and seek God until you find him. There's a promise to go with that one, by the way, because it says in Jeremiah 29, if you seek me, you will find me when you seek me with all of your heart. He describes himself like this. I had become an expert at serving God, but somehow remained a novice at being his friend. And keep reading in John 15. You know, Jesus considers his disciples his friends. So much of what I talk about on the podcast is about being drawn into scripture to read it and let it change the way you think and ultimately your life. But if you are reading a book about God and you never move into knowing God through what you're reading, You're missing out. You're missing out on the abiding that Jesus is talking about here. You're missing out on the much fruit that he has for you and the love and the joy. In fact, branches that don't abide are spiritually dead and useless. And I'm not sure if you've ever seen a grapevine, but the dry dead wood is not useful for much of anything except fuel. So as you sing along with this week's song, do what I've done. Listen to it as a plea from Christ to abide with him and let it draw you into John 15 for some serious consideration that you may abide and bear much fruit. So what's next? Well, John 15 and the chapters surrounding it are a powerful, powerful place in scripture to sit and ponder. Consider implementing the bites this week. Get up earlier to read God's word. Write in a daily spiritual journal and seek him with all your heart. These steps might just be what you're missing to put you on the path to abiding. And then while you're in God's word this week, let me know how you're doing. Email me, michelle at michellekneesat.com. Hop on Twitter or Facebook and let's talk about what you're learning. Now, before I tell you what song will be featured next week, I want to shout out to Rachel from Virginia, Whitney from Ohio, Kathy from Indiana, Sarah from Minnesota, and Christopher from California. These are my newest subscribers to my website, Welcome. Now, the benefit of subscribing is that I will email you once a week, and in that email, you'll get a weekly memory verse resource to display on your smartphone, tablet, desktop, or you can print it out. You will get an email recap of the week's episode, and you'll get instant access to any of the extra resources that I create from time to time. All of that is just my way of saying thank you for listening. So head over to michellekneesat.com to subscribe today. And then don't miss an episode of my podcast by subscribing in iTunes. And while you're there, please leave me a written review and a star rating. This not only encourages me, but helps me stay visible to new listeners. As always, if you take the time to review my podcast, I will take the time to personally thank you right here on the podcast just like Bubbles VA, it says, who says, I've been blessed by these podcasts. Great job. Thank you so much for your review. 
Well, that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. Next week, I will use the song Your Words by Third Day. If you liked this episode, would you mind sharing it with others? I've made it really easy. With just one click, you can share via Facebook, Twitter, or email. Just head over to michellekneezat.com forward slash one, two, three. While you're there, I'd love to hear from you. Click on comment to join the conversation. Until next time, take time to meditate on God's word and consider his ways.